0: What is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. We're on episode 12, and I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. If it's pre recorded, nothing really major happened on my week off except for a few signings. We'll talk about that in a second. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed that, and. Um, I hope my predictions don't go too poorly this season. We'll have to see. I imagine the Bruins are probably going to shove it up my hoop and they'll probably get first place and, like, go to the Stanley Cup Final and and, and lose because they tend to always lose when they go to the Stanley Cup Final. So... There's that. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, the, sadly, this week, I know, uh, sadly, this one got pushed over to Thursday because we had an extra episode of the GX WrestleCast because it was it's a big week in wrestling. There was three major pay-per-views this weekend. You had uh, two WWE big shows, an NXT pay-per-view and a, and a main show pay-per-view. And then AEW also had a major pay-per-view. All out on Sunday, so Saturday Sunday was was a big one for me. There's no way I was going to fit. Wanted to, it would be literally like a three and a half hour podcast more than likely for one. I just didn't want to make one. There's no way I was gonna want to do all that in one go. So there was no way. So I made two episodes. So here we are at the Hockey GX Hockey Podcast on Thursday. This should be the a very not too often will it be on Thursdays. So don't worry. Next week we'll go back to the regular schedule. We'll have it on Wednesday. It's okay. But, um, yep, me and the wife, we had, uh, sorry, I don't like to say me and the wife, me and my wife, uh, we went on, we were on vacation last week, it went excellent, we had a great time, went up to, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a reservation, or reservation I don't know, a park? Fucking, you know, a nice national, not a national park, but, you know, a place where you go camping anyway. Uh, the camping was great. Weather was great. Had a great time. Got a lot of sun. Nice nice tan going here. Uh, we we, we had, I ate a lot of bad food. Uh, had a lot of ice cream. I, I ate tons of ice cream. And the best thing about it, I went in. I went into this vacation. I was like, dude, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat all just, like, fast food. Because I, I, I don't eat fast food or go out to restaurants really at all like I'm an okay I'm an okay enough cook that like in most time now I'm just I'm also a penny pincher I'm cheap I don't like to spend money on on fast food when I can you know spend that money on groceries and just make it myself that's ten to what I what I do so I was really looking forward to my vacation because I'm like oh I can finally have like whatever I want and uh, I did dude I I went into this vacation expecting to gain like five to ten pounds and I actually didn't gain anything so uh, literally the day that I got back I I weighed myself I was like hey what's the damage boys you know I I like to see the damage so I can get motivated to go back on into my workout routine because I took the whole week off uh, no working out other than you know whatever physical activities we got up to on our week off, which we did a lot of, but I'll t- I want to talk about the food first, because that's the best part. I love talking about that. Um, yeah, so I didn't actually gain a whole bunch of weight. So on the last day, I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to Dairy Queen. I got a large Blizzard. Fucking mocked it. Got the freaking Reese's Pieces. not Reese's Pieces. Reese's pie. Fucking thing it was not very good honestly i was a little disappointed i wish it just went in my my tried and true fucking strawberry cheesecake that one never lets me down but i saw that you know i got totally sucked into it fucking the big picture when i'm driving up and i was like oh fuck that sounds amazing but it was just meh you know it was good like it's fucking ice cream it's a blizzard it's got reese's in it but it was weak man it wasn't it was a weak blizzard uh wouldn't recommend it but if you had it let me know what you thought of it Yeah, bro, I fucking got a Baconator one day. I hadn't had a Baconator in, like, fucking two, three years, and it was fucking delicious. I got a Frosty thing at Wendy's. I dipped the French fry in there, because I saw that once. It was meh. I probably wouldn't do that again, but it was okay. I fucking ate Domino's pizza. I I ate hot dogs on buns. I ate fucking burgers. I ate, uh uh 10 bits i got 10 bits oh buddy i got coffee with sugar in it because i just don't usually put sugar in my coffee got sugar in my coffee oh baby it was a great time it was a great vacation i ate a lot we did activities, did some swimming, some hiking. We sadly got rained out at one location we're at and we didn't get to do the canoeing and more and biking that we wanted to do there. But yeah, that was fine. We just got to lounge around inside and uh, just chill that day. You know, it's nice to have a little break because it was a long drive and stuff. So that, that, that was fine with us. And um, yeah, dude, we love camping. Uh, I really enjoy camping. At one point, this like fucking we're just i was just chilling i don't even remember what i was doing i think I was like chopping wood or something for the fire and like i just looked behind me and there was a fucking deer just there just eating some some leaves i was like oh shit what's up buddy and then yeah we filmed it and got a bunch of pictures and stuff and then later on when we we're on a hike i saw another deer i don't know if it, it looked kind of like the same deer but whatever it was another deer off in the distance so we saw some saw some wildlife which was great i got super high as far fuck on shrooms one night and i was looking at the fire and and the stars it was fucking 11 out of 10 it was an amazing i waited so long to do that one finally finally like do shrooms on at at camping because i just haven't gone camping yet since i started uh doing shrooms so that was like number one on my list is like gotta do shrooms when i camp so fuck yeah i did a bunch of shrooms it was awesome uh yeah it was a great vacation fucking gonna give it a nine out of ten it was (laughs) it was really fucking good man everything went well uh the car was really annoying my car was really annoying almost every time Pretty much every time we've gone on vacation, something goes wrong with my car and I have to get repairs done, not on the vacation, but you know, I had to go when we got back home, got fucking spent a shitload of money on repairs. But anyway, that was, you know, that's not part of the vacation, but yeah, that was great. So let's get into, uh, the week that was, uh, in hockey that um, i missed so let's get into the the signings actually let's just do the trade first because there was only one trade so the ducks trade uh, they get Uh, Dimitri Kulikov from the Minnesota Wild for future considerations. So this is basically a cap dump, but uh, a solid pickup, I guess, for Anaheim. You know, uh, they have so much money, they just need to hit the cap floor, so there's no risk there with the cap because they just need to... They need money. They need to bring in money, so just adding a little bit more depth onto the blue line for the Anaheim Ducks which is always a fine move nothing wrong with that I think the Ducks could do pretty well because I think underratedly they were really decent last year I find the Ducks are always uh well at least John Gibson John Gibson always starts out really hot and last year the Ducks the team itself actually started hot with him and they were in the playoff hunt for I'd say the at least the first half of the season if not the two-thirds they were in there for quite a while and they were looking pretty good and then they just fell off a cliff and. And yeah, I just, I would feel like their depth kind of, but they added a lot this year. I think the, the Ducks, you could, we could watch the Ducks, man. You never know. They really could do some damage. They could make it. I don't even remember what the fuck I if I picked the Ducks to make it or not. I might have, but anyway. Okay, so let's get into the signings. I know I talked about this one last week, but I just want to talk about them again because I love them so goddamn much. Phil Castle signing the one-year deal, $1.5 million. He didn't have like, okay, so listen to this 82 games 52 points sounds pretty good right but listen to this eight goals 44 assists so honestly i think that's still good like yeah phil castle's goal scoring has really kind of dropped off of a cliff but i think that's more or less because he was in in arizona and arizona has like nobody that can really put the puck in the net all that well but 44 assists man like this has been going on for years like pretty much since he got to pittsburgh <clears throat> he's always been a really good passer, like an underratedly really good passer. But lately, I think he's just turning into a playmaker. Uh, maybe, I think he'll, I think he's going to pick, I I would be a little, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 20 goals or something in Vegas. That would not surprise me in, in the slightest whatsoever. Um, but yeah, the 44 assists, 52 points in 82 games in Arizona last year is pretty damn decent. So putting him on a stronger Vegas team, I can, I would expect... At, at, if not at least 50 points out of him, but I would expect more goals, but who knows, Phil Kessel is getting older, so maybe the offense is dropping off, but I think he'd be able to, at at, at worst, uh, be able to keep at least that 50 points, so yeah, I think it's good, solid-ass pickup for, for Vegas at 1.5 million, I wish the Leafs would pick up Phil Kessel for 1.5 million, we can use that playoff Phil Kessel on our team, because Phil, Phil Kessel in the playoffs is unreal, bro, he's so good, uh, the Flyers make a couple signings. Wade Allison signs two years, league minimum. Don't really know much about him. Linus Hogberg signs a one-year league minimum as well. He is, he is a young puppy, I do believe, 23 years old. Philip Zadina signs a three-year deal worth $5.5 million, $1.8 million per season. So this guy is a young guy. <laughs> this guy is a young guy. This guy is young. He was drafted by the Detroit Red Wings a few years ago now. I think three, maybe four years ago now. He's 22 years old. Hasn't really hit that you know, that offensive um, uh, stride that they were hoping he would be at at this point. I don't remember what he was drafted at. He was a high draft pick. He might have been six. Uh, oops, I just hit the Detroit Red Wings. I don't want to go to them as a team. I just want to look up Philip Fidina. But signing a three-year deal, man, like for a 1.8, that's not bad considering, you know, he's only 22. So that'll take him till he's 25. I, I'm more than likely he's still going to have that restricted free agent uh, tag attached to him at the end of this deal. But last year in 74 games, he had 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 points, which is, it's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not aware of how much ice time he was getting or where his positioning was in the lineup. I imagine with those points i imagine he was more or less a third liner maybe he got up into that top six a little bit but i i don't think he got up there too too much but i mean solid signing for detroit if this kid pops off over the next three years that's going to be excellent for them uh, especially if they if they want to um maybe get into the playoffs they're going to need their young guys that are on on good deals like this to start popping off so if this guy explodes and becomes a 50 point, 60 point player hey, Detroit is fucking going to be laughing with this deal, but they're going to be paying for it at the end of it. But um, if he still has that restricted free agent tag, you know, they'll at least have something to work with there. The Tampa Bay Lightning signed Philip Myers' one-year deal worth Uh, $1.4 million. Uh, I imagine he had a pretty rough year last season if he was playing with the Flyers, uh, the... The, the Tampa Bay Lightning picked him up in a, a deal that dropped off, uh, I don't remember, they, they gave up somebody, but, uh, last season he only got into 27 games, put up one goal, three assists, four points, uh, yeah, I mean, he's only 25, I, I imagine, I can't, it's more unlikely likely if this guy is going to get into the lineup of Tampa Bay, he's gonna be substantially better than he was with Philadelphia, because he's on a way better team, um, okay, we already did those two guys, uh, they also uh, the Flyers also signed Hayden Hodgber, Hodgson. Hayden Hodgson, two years, eight hundred thousand dollars per season. He got into six games last year and put up three points, so that's encouraging. The Seattle Kraken signed Kale Flurry to a one-year deal, uh, league minimum. Got into nine games last season, no points. He is still only twenty-three years old. Uh, I always thought this guy would be pretty decent. I think he was a first-round pick. Uh, he hasn't really shown uh, that NHL talent yet or been able to get into consistent NHL games. He is only 23, so uh, defensemen tend to bloom a little bit late. There is still some potential behind Cale Flurry, so sending him to Leagman uh, won't be any anything bad for the Seattle Kraken. This one I kind of like. So the Minnesota Wild get a a steal of a deal. Uh, They get Sam Steele. They sign him to a one-year deal, $825,000 per season. So Sam Steele, man, I remember this guy. uh, It was the pick that the Leafs dealt away. I believe that was the pick uh, we gave up to bring in Freddie Anderson. And uh, yeah, the Anaheim Ducks selected Sam Steele. I uh, I was I liked Sam Steele mostly because he got good in some of the video NHL video games that I was playing. So I always like I was like, oh god, the Leafs! Oh, we could have gave up. Maybe he was gonna be a, a first line center right there, and watch he's gonna become that with the Ducks. But uh, no, he actually hasn't become that with the Ducks, and he won't with the Ducks because uh, he's off to Minnesota now. Last season, he put up. Uh, in 68 games, six goals, 14 assists, 20 points. So yeah, hasn't really been able to put up a lot of points in the in the league so far. Uh, yeah, he hasn't um, really lived up to that potential. Um, but I think it's a really solid deal for the Minnesota Wild because I mean it's it's low. He could very holy crap that scared the crap out of me. freaking goddamn TSN, your goddamn things. <laughs> Jeez, I hope I don't get like fucking police kicking down my door because I played like .15 of a second of their thing. But um yeah, Sam Steele signing with the Minnesota Wild, I think could be really solid for them if he happens. Maybe it's a could very well be a change of scenery situation for Sam Steele. Maybe he comes in and is able to hit fifteen goals maybe puts up 35 40 points that would be really huge for him that would be a dub maybe he can double his points there in minnesota so it's it could be i like the signing for minnesota he's only he's still 24 years old so yeah i think the potential maybe is wearing off on this guy but there still could be some some hope there uh potential for a pop-off season there for him in Minnesota. But don't expect him to pop off and do like, I don't know, 70 points, but he could shove it up my hoop very well. You 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 could put up 70 points. I don't care. I'll just be upset that, you know, uh that he was drafted with a leaf draft pick. So if he does become good, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, so we got a big signing here from the Buffalo Sabers, Tage Thompson had a monster season last year in 78 games he put up 38 goals 30 assists 68 points so this guy finally popped off uh he was part of the i believe he was part of the o'reilly trade from uh, for st in st louis and that was always looked at uh up until recently as a pretty disastrous one-sided trade up until tage thompson recently just popped off and put up 38 goals last season so um Happened to be a contract year, so what do the Buffalo Sabres do? Well, they're going to fucking lock this kid up for as long as they can, and he getting paid. Seven-year deal, couldn't get him for the eight for some reason, but seven years, $50 million, that's coming out to $7.14 million per season. So... As long as this guy can keep that 30 goals per season, as long as he can stay that, maybe just continue to be a 30-30 at best player, or he can very well get better. This guy, you know, he is 24 years old, so this could be, I don't know if this is going to be a career year for him, it very well could be, because that tends to happen, man, for guys in career years. Are not uh, contract years. They they tend to just play harder for the most part because they know it's it's a very important season. So they're gonna try a lot harder and because uh, they got to get that money. And Tage Thompson got that money, bro. So seven million dollars per season, fifty million dollars in total. I mean, congratulations, Tage Thompson. Uh, you're cashing in at the right time, and the Buffalo Sabers have all the money in the world to pay him. So it should be fine as long as he can stay with that thirty goals. I mean seven million dollars is fine they have Jeff Skinner there making nine million dollars and he can barely put up 30 goals ever and sometimes he puts up very, very, not even fucking close sometimes under 20 goals so yeah it looks really good compared to Jeff Skinner so um good for the Buffalo Sabres they got a guy locked up long term and as long as he can keep up that production he may even be able to start getting even more production as the Buffalo Sabres start to build their team along so yeah and the Buffalo Sabres were even busy or a little bit more busy they signed Oh, I can't wait to say this name. Uka Pekka Lukinen signs a two-year deal uh, coming out to a total of $1.6 million, uh, $800,000, basically. Uh, that's a solid uh, signing for them. This guy... Um, has some pretty good potential behind him he's a goaltender 23 years old um yeah dude he only got into nine games last year only won two of them but a 914 save percentage so that's pretty solid i don't know if this guy is going to be backing being the backup goalie this season or not i think they should uh, but they might be cautious of throwing in a young goaltender kind of to the Wolves. I think that it's going to determine how good or bad the Buffalo Sabres are going to be. They looked encouraging last season. No, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs or anything. But if they're not dreadful and they're competitive and they don't get slaughtered every single game and they play decent defense, I can see Uka Pekalukkanen getting into some games. And I would really like Uka Lukinen to get into some games this year and hopefully get into that backup role because I just, I'm a fan of young goaltenders, man. I like young goaltenders making it because I feel like it's been a while. Like, yeah, she's jerking and stuff have popped off but you know guys like Carter Hot, I was hoping would be one of the better goaltenders in the league by now but uh maybe Uka Bekalukinen could become one of the better goaltenders in the league and he could very well be the main goalie in Buffalo once they start getting better maybe get into the playoffs this guy could very well be their goaltender two years basically league minimum no risk at all and if this guy can be a solid backup for them for those two years maybe even steal the starting role that would be amazing for them so good signing for buffalo good job uh the tage thompson one i also think is is good uh it's just all all deals that are over fucking like four or five years are risky so there's always risk involved but um good for them get a major signing here out of the dallas stars we got one down they got one down folks jake ottinger has been signed three-year deal coming out to 12 million dollars total $3 3 million dollars per season. I think that's fantastic. Uh this is more of a I guess Dallas was able to get um basically a bridge deal and as if Ottinger dude, if he can keep playing the way that he did last season for the Dallas Stars, uh yeah, he's going to be making a shitload of money at the end of this deal. Um, last season, he kind there was a really weird situation going on with Dallas last year. They kind of had a goaltending carousel going on. They signed Holtby, who was playing really actually quite well, but kept getting hurt. They had Ben Bishop, who was trying to return from injury. He did end up playing uh one game I think in the minors and then he just retired because it just wasn't gonna happen. They had Hudobin down there who got them to the Stanley Cup finals but like lost his job, like just wasn't playing well enough to um be in the in the you know play up there. They also had um fuck, who am I missing here? There's another goalie that they had, didn't they? No, no. So um yeah so they're a running Holpi and I believe Hudobin. And um yeah, uh someone got hurt and then Jake ottinger comes up. He starts playing very well out of the gate. He's winning all these games that Dallas desper- desperately needed at the time. I picked this dude up on free agency in my fantasy pool and he literally he almost got me back into the playoffs because uh he was carrying me, dude. And 48 games that he played last season, he got 30 wins had a 2.53 goals against average and a 914 save percentage that is really really solid for a, for a young rookie goaltender man uh, I am a fan of Jay Gottinger. I think he's fucking awesome. Um yeah, there's definitely a little bit of um addition because of how much he helped me in my fantasy pool. Um but yeah, I'm a fa- I always I just love young goaltenders. I love goaltenders. I just uh, that's what got me into hockey, just goaltenders. I think they're fucking cool. They're always the weird personalities on the team mostly. They're always the weird like Boris and stuff. Remember remember that guy? It's fine. It's only him. Like that guy's awesome. So yeah, uh nice signing for um Dallas, right here. They still have the big one, Jason Robertson, waiting to get signed. So uh, they they only they got him for three million dollars per season, which is fan, I think fantastic. I, I should be totally fine with that. Uh, but like I said, they could be paying big. Uh, but that that leaves them with roughly seven million dollars. So is that enough to sign Robertson, man? I don't know, dude. That kid is pretty fucking good. I don't think I don't know if seven million dollars is gonna cut it, especially on a long term deal. So there might be some more movement coming out of the Dallas Stars. We will have to wait and see. The Winnipeg Jets make a signing. They signed Sam Gagne, center, 33 years old. Uh, fucking veteran dude. Like He's been around. He's been up and down. Had a little bit of a comeback there in Columbus. I'm just going to take a sip of water. Mm. Mm. Merry Christmas. Uh, this is a solid signing, I think, for uh, the Winnipeg Jets. They get him for one year, league minimum, 750000 Last year in 81 games, he had 13 goals, 18 assists, 31 points that's very solid man if they this guy's gonna be playing in the bottom six or something like that or uh maybe he's gonna be playing i don't know for that money he can't be they can't have a very big role in mind for this guy but uh he could probably play some power play and do stuff like that uh i think he scored over 20 goals uh with columbus he did he had a really good season there with columbus so i'm good with that signing for the winnipeg jets uh, here's one I'm a little bit jealous of. The Edmonton Oilers signed Ryan Murray. One year, league minimum, 750000 That's That's uh, not bad, man. I think, you know, Ryan Murray was a high first-round draft pick uh, in that dreadful 2012 draft uh, fe- uh, featuring uh, Neil Yakupov, who uh, is not in the league anymore, to, to say the least. Uh, Ryan Murray. He was picked up late last season by the Avalanche, I, I believe. I uh, don't think he played very many games at all, if any, for the Avalanche. Uh, Thirty-seven games total last season. Only got four assists. Never really been known, <clears throat> excuse me, for his point production. More of a defensive defenseman. Shoots left. He's only he's still only twenty-eight years old, so he's not old over the moon done with the league yet. But this could be a An important season for Ryan Murray if he can get back into a consistent role for uh, Edmonton. I think it's a really solid signing for Edmonton if he can be a solid top six defenseman for them. I think that's fantastic. I would have enjoyed the Leafs to get this guy. I just really like, I I, I like Ryan Murray. Here it is, finally, the Vancouver Canucks get it done. No more trade talks are going to be coming through. I imagine they're not going to stop talking about trading. JT Miller, who finally signs, he signs the big ticket. Seven years, $56 million, that is $8 million per season. Last year, dude, he fucking exploded in 80 games, 32 goals, 67 assists, 99 points. Just one shy of that 100-point mark. But uh, wow, dude, this guy has been just fantastic for the Vancouver Canucks since he got there. Uh, He's always been a solid player, but uh, yeah, his production has really, really increased since he got to uh, Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, they seem to... I don't know. He seems to like it there. He's uh, apparently not um, shy to speak his mind over there in Vancouver. So, I don't know. It it seems to kind of be a love him or hate him uh, relationship over there with Vancouver. If there's any Vancouver fans listening, you tell me what you guys think of this deal, what you think of JT. Miller, do you like him? Are you happy that he's sticking around? I mean, I'd be pretty solid. I'd be pretty happy if a dude who got 99 points last season is sticking around with my team. I mean... Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could still trade him. He's locked up, so now uh, that he's locked in, you could still potentially trade the guy. I don't know if they will. I hope they don't because I think he kind of rocks over there in Vancouver. Uh, he It seems to be working over there, so you might as well stick with him. Uh, seven years, at, he's 29 years old, so, yeah, that's going to take him till he's roughly 36. Uh, I don't know when his birthday is, so 36 potentially. Yeah, it could age potentially roughly. Uh, but he's a pretty good offensive forward. He's he's he seems to be ta- like maxing out right now. Like he seems to be hitting a prime at this time. So a little bit of a late bloomer on that production. So I imagine you're gonna get at least four solid years of production out of J T. Miller. So maybe three rougher years. I don't think it's gonna be all that bad. Uh, I'm okay with this signing for the Vancouver Canucks. Just thankfully it's over now. They don't have to worry about it. It's just nice to have a guy like that signed instead of you know what what are, what are we gonna do with this guy? It's a horrible situation to be in. The uh, San Jose Sharks sign of Genny one year, 750k. Nothing wrong with that. I mean this guy is a dogged little player. I always expect I always wanted him to get you know, really good. I thought he'd be, like, maybe a, a really solid power forward type in the league. Hasn't really shown that in 72 games last season. Put up 7 goals, 12 assists, 19 points. I think he was playing with Winnipeg last season. I don't know. He's been jumping around. I think it was with Winnipeg he was playing. But, um, yeah, didn't really work too well over there with them. He's still only 25 years old. He's going to play with San Jose. They're desperate for some forwards over there. So maybe he gets in, gets some more minutes over there. Uh, nothing wrong with the signing. I mean, it's, it's league men, but they are hurting for money over there in San Jose. So they were able to get a guy really cheap. So probably all they can really get right now, but you know, they could do worse. And then last but not least, the Ottawa Senators sign Eric Brandstrom one year, 900K. Uh, yeah, at 53 games last season, 14 assists, no goals. So this guy was picked up, uh, in the trade with, uh, Vegas that, um, sent Mark Stone over to them. And uh, yeah, man, when they made that deal, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Ottawa's going to get another. There's their next Eric Carlson. Because this guy was was tapped to be, you know, when he was coming up into the draft, and when they when he was drafted, they're like that was the comparison, like, oh, this guy could be the next Eric Carlson. He's Swedish. He's an offensive minded defenseman. So yeah, obviously they're gonna compare him to Eric Carlson, but that hasn't really happened yet. Hasn't really happened over there in Ottawa, which is a little bit surprising because I think Ottawa is really pretty good at uh, producing young defensemen. Uh, they've had Eric Carlson, and then right after they got Eric Carlson, they got uh, after he left, sorry, they had Shabbat, who's just a minute. Uh, fuck, I cannot say that goddamn word. Minute eating, minute munching defense me. Just chews up minutes. He's a f- very good defenseman. Top two. Um, He's great. And I just feel like that they always have a great defenseman there in Ottawa. They have Chara, Wade Redden, you name them, man. They always seem to have good defensemen. Chris Phillips. Yeah, you know, they I just seem they have they always have good defensemen over there. Um so yeah, uh, he's uh re-signing. Um they really need him to pop off, man. Like Ottawa needs uh, rather he or Sanderson preferably both uh, for the Ottawa Centers, for these guys to pop off and, and really get into a top four role they need one of those guys if if not both to uh, exceed and and start uh, making taking those next steps in their NHL uh, careers and and get into a top four role because they they really need them to because uh, the Ottawa defense isn't very good their offense is, is is looking very nice especially with their two big additions in the offseason season of DeBrincat and Giroux so um, yeah it's a that's their big question mark that's uh, you know what's going to be hanging over an Ottawa Senators uh, heads fans head over this off season, I imagine is like oh man is our defense like are these kids going to be able to be good enough like in Toronto we have a similar a similar uh si- situation but we also have like our defensive core is is good so but we do also have two young defensemen that we're hoping can step into bigger roles this season Lilligren and Sandine. and uh, uh speaking of Sandine, we'll talk about him and right now actually let's talk about him right now uh, good signing for the senators uh, branch jam they're just hoping that he can pop off and uh, speaking of popping off we need um we need sandine as he's still not signed and um been listening to a, a podcast this week chris johnson's show they were talking about him and uh, it's interesting man like uh the situation that he's in right now with the toronto maple leafs um yeah he's um not signed uh, they don't have the money to, to sign him. It sounds like the caught their uh, Sandine's agent is playing a bit of hardball. Uh, sounds like they want to. They want more money than we can give him, uh, or he's upset that he's not getting the role that we want to give him. Like, hey, I think we want to give you that role, kiddo. It's just that you got hurt last season. That's no one's fault. It's just unfortunate you got hurt. Uh, you could have gotten into a major role. You know, opportunities have arisen. You know, guys have gotten hurt. Jake Muzzin's gotten hurt. You have had opportunities in the top four. They just, you know, it hasn't gone as well um, for, for the management, I guess, like I thought he did fine. Uh, but I guess, you know, right now we're, we're, we're competing for a Stanley cup and maybe fine isn't good enough for them right now. And they're more comfortable with a Justin Hall. I personally disagree with that. I know my buddy Kial would disagree with that. I would put in Sandine over Justin Hall right now, any day of the week. Um, so yeah, he's still not signed. So what do you guys think is going to happen with this kid? There's a, so here's a few options that can happen. Uh, we can sign him if uh if a trade happens we free up the, s- the space we sign this kid how much do you think he's worth me i don't think he's worth any more than two million dollars on a bridge deal uh that's all i think we can offer him uh in in a, in a good scenario uh per, like it's it's mostly down to injuries man like it comes to like i think he's worth more than that but it's just the the run that we've seen him he hasn't played enough he hasn't shown enough consistency in the league uh game to game that he can play uh be trusted in a top four role to be there um he's shown flashes of brilliance you know he can be a good passer he can he can defend himself he's aggressive he's for a smaller defenseman like i see him flat backing flat checking like what the fuck am i trying to say like back checking guys or you know laying hits into dudes that are surprisingly hard hitting and hard. Like you could see the NHL, like the players that he's hitting. They go, "Wow, whoa, holy shit, okay, wow, that was okay, wow, that was a hit." He's not that big, and he can hit. He can, he can, he can um, hold his own out there. You know what I'm saying? I like Sandine. I hope we can get him signed, and he can start playing for this team. But um, there's a possibility this guy sits this whole season. There's a very strong possibility that can happen. Uh, there, there may he may we may not see Sandine this whole season because I believe the agent that is with him has a track record of other players sitting out so and here in Toronto we have a large track record of players sitting out in contracts oh William Ny- Nylander. oh Mitch Marner um yeah so he can sit out I think what may happen is is this um the season will start without Sandine signed uh, an injury will happen. More than likely to someone on the main roster on defense, we the money will get freed up, he will get signed, and he will play. That is what I think will happen. I think Sandine will play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, I don't think they're going to trade him. I hope to God they don't trade him. Please don't trade him. I uh, don't think there's any reason to trade him because we the, the Leafs hold all the cards on him. You sign... You play. You don't sign, you don't play. That's as simple as it gets. So up to him if he wants to play. It's going to hurt his career if he doesn't play this season for sure uh, in the NHL. I imagine he can still go and play somewhere in Europe, go home and play there. Uh, but he, he right now he needs NHL experience more than anything. That's what he needs. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, well, no, I that's what I said. I said what I think is going to happen. Uh, Injury going to happen. Money's going to get freed up in that time. And then they'll sign him then. So that's what i think it'll probably be a two or three year deal worth somewhere in between 1.75 to like two and a half million dollars maximum i would say if they sign him for any more than that i'd be like i don't know a little bit of a neck neck pull on that one but um i think he should be a solid nhl player he's just got to stay healthy so uh yeah other news around the NHL or in hockey world: uh, Canada wins gold at the women's world championship. They defeated the USA two to one in the finals. So congratulations the, to the women's hockey team, Canadian women hockey team, and also congratulations to the U.S. women's hockey team. Uh, and also, uh, it's been noted that it's been Canada versus USA in the women's um, world championships for like the last nine years straight or longer than that so they're trying to build women's hockey to be more competitive or at least have more teams around that can you know go up against canada and the u.s so um, that's an ongoing situation the sabers are to wear red the red and black jerseys this season bringing back the uh, sabers goat head style uh it's supposed to be their one of their thirds that they're wearing this season i think they're supposed to unveil it in november looking forward to that because uh dude i love that jersey i thought it was fucking awesome and then they went to the buffa slug the blue and i love the blue and yellow color but that logo was terrible i i've always been a fan of the buffalo the big buffalo head or the the goat head whatever whatever you want to call it i've always liked it so gonna be wearing that jersey this season apparently so that's really key uh uh, Pittsburgh Penguins coach uh, Sullivan signs a three-year extension so uh, yeah his job is safe as long as the Pens keep winning you know he's a two-time Stanley Cup winning coach for them so yeah they have a lot of faith in this guy so they sign him to a three-year extension so congratulations to you and okay let's get into the big topic that I have uh, planned for this video it's not a video goddamn idiot it's a freaking podcast for this podcast so I'm a big fan of the hockey guy on YouTube. I'm gonna put a link down in the description so you can go down there if you don't know who he is. He's a fantastic youtuber. Uh, probably the probably um well, he's my favorite uh, hockey youtuber on YouTube hockey youtuber on YouTube. Listen to yourself. Uh, think before you speak. um yeah. So I'm just gonna. I have his uh, video pulled up here, and he did a video this week with uh, 32 bounce back candidates for each team. Well, not one bounce back candidate from each team, and I love the video. I love the idea, and I was like, man. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about uh, his uh, the all the one all the ones that he picked. I'll, I'm gonna change a couple of them just because there's some guys that i i'd rather talk about than some of the ones that he picked but um i love his videos so make sure you go down into the description get that link go check out the hockey guy if you're listening to me you more than likely know of the hockey guy or listen to the hockey guy he's uh he's where i get at least 75 percent of my information he's excellent uh, he's a very dedicated YouTuber, puts up videos every single day, very good videos, uh, very interesting. He, I, I just love, love his videos. So let's get into it, y'all. Fucking 32 bounce-back candidates for the NHL. We're going to do this in an order. So sorry, Winnipeg fans, you will be last. Ugh, excuse me. Okay, so my pick for the Anaheim Ducks is going to be Maxime Comtois. Comtois. He had a pretty rough year last year, man. I thought he would do better, uh, considering all the young, the other younger guys, Zgris, Milano, were doing really good. And, uh, you know, it's been a long time. He's been there for quite some time. And, um, yeah, he just hasn't really gotten that consistency. Um, I always remember him in the NHL games. He would be, like, a consistently solid, like, 30-goal scorer. He would always get really good. I, I used to steal him all the time from the Ducks really cheap because he would sometimes have that, like, low elite potential, and then you can get him cheap, and he would get pretty good for the most part. But I think uh, he would he's uh, primed to have a bounce-back season this year. Uh, maybe he gets up and gets more time with Zegris. That would be great for him. Uh, they also signed a whole bunch of other guys, so uh, there should be more offense coming out of Anaheim this season. So hopefully Comtois finds his offensive stride. All right, so the next up, we got the Arizona Coyotes. You could pick pretty much anybody. Everyone had a pretty rough season over there, except maybe Clayton Keller. He he was pretty good, and Schmaltz was pretty good as well. But he has got a lot of injury problems going on with him last season. But I'll go with Jacob Tri- Jacob Tri- I agree as well with the hockey guy. Uh, this kid, man, like oh man, all last season trade rumors, trade rumors, trade talk, trade talk. Oh, they're gonna trade him, trade him, and I'm sitting there like why? Why would they trade this guy? He's young. He fits into a rebuild situation for them. He's young enough to fit that mold. You can he's a stud. Yeah, last season he had a rough season, so I that's why I'm picking him for a bounce back candidate because I think he could bounce back. I think he he is he is primed to be a consistent 15 to 20 goal-scoring defenseman in the NHL. Uh, He's just stuck in Arizona right now. Like, yeah, it would be really good for him to go to another team, and then you can see that, but... I don't know. He's locked in. Well, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of years left. I think he has two more, but he's locked in on a sweet little deal. Like he's making like four, four and a half million dollars or something. So it's a really good deal. He's just on a bad team. So he looked really bad last season, but he's still a really, really good defenseman. So I'm expecting him to have a bounce back this season for sure. sure? I'm just going to turn that down. There we go. All right, next up the Boston Bruins. So, um, I don't really like anybody on the Bruins, so um, if I had to pick someone, I'm just going to go with his pick, Taylor Hall, he's going to take a sip of Wawa, mmm, mmm, goodness gracious, mostly because I think Taylor Hall has been a bit of a disappointment, Uh, basically ever since he had that uh, heart winning season where he scored a fucking like almost 100 points there in New Jersey. And uh, carried them to the playoffs or something like that. Or he he didn't even make the playoffs, but he was really good. Won the heart controversially. Uh, But yeah, he's only been like a 50-some-odd point guy with the Bruins and every other team he's been with since. Uh, So I can see him popping off a little bit more if they if Krejci comes back and he's good hooks up with Taylor Hall and then you know Krejci is a solid he's always been a really good passer so maybe there's some chemistry there between those two that can develop and maybe Taylor Hall becomes a 30 goal scorer I personally don't want that I hope that Taylor Hall just becomes a passer and he only gets one goal this season and the Bruins get last place but they also lose the draft lottery like really bad and they fall down to 10th place and they don't get anybody good because they're bad at drafting Um, yeah anyway uh, next up, the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I mm. don't oh, know. I think that Dolleen had a pretty decent season, so I, I I wouldn't say that he would be a bounce back. His his season was pretty solid. I think last year maybe was a bounce back season for him, honestly. Uh, so I'll go with Casey Middlestat. Uh, man, I've been waiting for this kid to pop off for so long. Like, it feels like he's been in the league forever. And, like, it still has... Like, oh, it looks like he's going to do it. Like, oh. Every time I pick him up in fantasy, like, he will he'll, he gets hot for a little bit. And you're like, oh, here we go. He's finally going to be an NHL player. Like, a good one. And then, like, nah, he goes cold for a long time again. And it's like, fuck. Like, I just... I just... I always root for the young kids to be good. Like, I just want young players that were drafted high or just... You know, I just like people... To be good like it's awesome it's like oh cool like that guy fucking became awesome unless it was a leaf draft pick or, or a leaf player that we draft and traded away and they become really good and like yeah that's not that's not great but uh, otherwise it's really cool when when they become really good and uh casey Middlestat, uh you know buffalo made some moves this off season bringing in a couple of guys um maybe this is the year for him i don't know it's kind of been like He's kind of been put into this situation for a while now. It's like, oh, is he, you know, is this kid going to pop off and become that that top 6'4"? Is he going to be that 60-point player, second-line center for the Buffalo Sabres? We'll just have to wait and see. Calgary Flames, okay. Um, he picked uh, Huso Valimaki, but I'm going to go a little different, and this one might uh, be a little bit interesting for you Flames fans, but I'm picking Jacob Markstrom. Uh, only because uh, playoffs. I'm expecting a bounce back for him in the playoffs. He had an excellent regular season. One of the best in the league last season, regular season, but the Calgary frame, Flames are not in a where you, you don't care about the regular season. Regular season, you just want to make the playoffs. That's all we're worried about here. Yeah, it's nice that Markstrom gets a whole bunch of shutouts and a great save percentage and all that shit, and gets a Vesna uh, candidate, uh, Vesna nominations, maybe even wins the Vesna this year. But I think for Jacob Markstrom, uh, he would tell you first like the most important thing for him is to go make it into the playoffs and fucking be jacob markstrom in the playoffs like he had a disastrous run there for them against the edmonton oilers and yeah it wasn't very good for him um so yeah i'm gonna say jacob markstrom is primed up for a bounce back in the playoffs this season for the calgary flames so come at me ethan bear is my selection for the carolina hurricanes um Basically, because there weren't a lot of players on Carolina that had a bad season, uh, everyone did pretty soundly. Um, I can't give it to Savetchnikov as a bounce back because he had a solid season, but maybe I will. I'll, I'll go with Savetchnikov only because I expect more out of him. I've always I've been waiting for him to pop off for that forty. 50 goal season, something like that. But he's consistently been that 30 goal ki- guy. But he is so fucking talented. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the first one to do the Michigan goal in the NHL. He's done it a few times. He's extremely talented. He's got an incredible shot. He's he's gritty. He hits. He fights and gets knocked out by Ovechkin. But anyway, um, I really like him. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I really enjoy him. I I tried to draft him every year in fantasy. Uh, because he, I feel he's a, everyone underrates him. I can usually pick him up really late, like third, fourth round. And he's an extremely good fantasy asset. He does a little bit of everything. And yeah, I I pick him for my bounce back. Uh, not that he had a bad season last year, mostly because I want him to have that, that real fucking, like this kid like is officially elite. One of the better, uh, goal scorers in the league. I think he can become that. So I'm picking Sevechnikov for the Carolina Hurricanes. Chicago Blackhawks. This one's kind of easy. Jonathan Taves had a nightmare season last year, kind of having a nightmare of a, just a life right now as the sh- Chicago Blackhawks captain. Uh, his dynasty has fallen all around him. Uh, all of his, all of his guards and jesters and, and 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 princes and, and 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 princesses are all gone. But he still has his queen. Patrick Kane is still here with him, but for how long? I don't know, man. Like. Patrick Kane could get dealt away. No way in picking Patrick Kane for a bounce back because he had a fantastic season. But Jonathan Taze, man, like, I don't know. I think he's in a put up or shut up situation. Like, if you want, like, basically they're in a rebuild situation because, like, I'm not saying it's because he became bad. It's not his fault that he's, he's not It's just that he's not Jonathan Taves anymore uh, because of injuries, hard playoff miles, and more. And, um, you know, I think, and he doesn't want to do the leader, like, he doesn't want to be a leader in the rebuild mode. So, um, I don't know, dude. He's going to have to show, like, like, hey, I can still be a 70-point player. I think those days for Jonathan Taves are sadly long gone for him. But I can still see him coming back. Maybe getting fired up a little bit. I don't know. There's not much going on this year for Chicago. But maybe he gets fired up for the potential that maybe they get Bedard. And that's what fires him up this season. He puts up 30 goals and like 50, 60 points. Who knows? So that's who I'm going to pick. Colorado Avalanche, it's hard to pick for uh, for them because they're the Stanley Cup champions. But... They got a new guy coming in who had a rough season alexander gorgiev so i'll pick him for the bounce back candidate because he did actually have a rough ass season there for the rangers last season and it's kind of a big deal kind of a lot of pressure for him coming into the season he is going to be the brand new starting goaltender by the looks of it anyway unless france it's 1a 1b situation there with francis but a lot of pressure on him honestly coming in you know he had a rough season He's coming in to a great situation, you know, he's coming on to the Stanley Cup defending champions uh, team, he's, uh, but, you know, he's gonna have to be good, he's gonna, you know, I don't think they're in any danger of missing the playoffs, no matter how bad he is or anything, or how good he plays, but... Gorgiev had a really bad season last year, and he's going to be looking for a bounce back for sure on his new team and, and make a good impression and show uh, his old team, the Rangers, and show the NHL that he is a legitimate uh, starting goaltender in the league because that's what he believes he is. It's just that Shistjerkin has been better. Way better. Columbus Blue Jackets. I'll pick another goalie here, Jonas Korpasalo. This guy also had a kind of a nightmare year last season for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Another guy that's been in trade rumors and and all that shit for years and years and years, but he's still there. He's still a Columbus Blue Jacket. Uh, he's been connected to the Leafs for a long time. Um, don't know what that save percentage that he had last season that I would, I would want him there. He was a, a, a sub 900 goaltender, like sub. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential behind this guy. A lot of a lot of hopes that he would become a starting, uh, maybe even an elite goaltender. Uh, looks like he's kind of fallen to a backup goaltender, maybe fringe starter. He can go on little sprees. Obviously, he did there a little bit when uh, the Leafs played them in the playoffs, and he had a couple good games there. Son of a bitch. So, um, yeah, I'll pick uh, Jonas Korpasalo. Uh, Mers Lickens is one of my favorite goaltenders in the league because he has the, one of the best names in the league. Uh, but yeah, I'll go with Jonas Corpus Dalla. Dallas Stars. Okay. Well, you can pick between one of the the two big uh, big paid guys over there between Jamie Benn or Tyler Sagan. They both had nightmare years. I'm going to go with Tyler Sagan because I think he's it's more reasonable for him to have a bounce back season than Jamie Benn. I don't know, dude. Jamie Benn's had a lot of rough seasons over the last few years. Like it looks like he's kind of going like the Dustin Brown route but maybe he won't have that that little bit of a bounce back that Dustin Brown had like Dustin Brown looked like he was down now and then like boom oh he came back and then played like quite a few more seasons but Jamie Benn man oh I pick him I think I've picked him in the last three years now in fantasy and he's let me down every single season I pick him a lot in fantasy he's one of my like I pick him a lot he's one of my favorites to pick in fantasy but yeah lately he's been shit last season he was shit And uh, I would really like him not to be shit. And, uh, yeah, if I can pick him in the seventh round, I probably will again. (laughs) Uh, And he probably, he more than likely will let me down. But I think it's more likely that Sagan bounces back. Uh, Will he be able to get back into that point-of-game form or more? I don't know, man. He's had a lot of injuries over the last few years, a lot of injury problems. So um, we'll have to see. I really like Tyler Sagan. I think he's really cool. He's very handsome and uh, he's pretty funny, honestly, and, uh, yeah, I would really like him to have a bounce back this season, because I really like him, okay, next up, we have, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, there's a lot of dudes that had bad seasons, but one guy in particular that interests me, uh, is, uh, Dominic Kubalik, uh, hockey guy also picked him, uh, He scored 30 goals in Chicago, man, and yeah, he hadn't, he didn't, he started, he lost that, he he started falling off a cliff there in Chicago, but they had such a bad season uh, all around, so he did as well, but now he's here in Detroit, could he get back to that 30 goals, maybe, I don't, I don't know if he was playing with Patrick Kane over there in Chicago when he scored that many goals, but, um, yeah, dude, it, it, it could be really good uh, pickup for the Detroit Red Wings. And I think he is primed for a, a bounce back there in Detroit. So I'm going to pick him. Edmonton Oilers. Um, I'm going to go with Darnell Nurse, uh, mostly because uh, he didn't have a bad season per se. But um, to the standards of what he is being paid of now, that would be considered a pretty bad season. Even though, yeah, he dealt with a lot of injury problems. Uh, he had quite a lot of a big injury last season, I do believe. But um, Darnell Nurse, again, is one of my favorite guys to select in fantasy. He still did good for me in fantasy. Um, but where I selected him, he let me down, uh, mostly because of the injuries that he had. But his production was down. He did not score the amount of goals that he did last uh, the season prior Um, So he's going to be looking to bounce back to that form, that $9 million form that he's making right now uh, this season. I believe that kicks in this season. So Darnell Nurse is going to be looking for a bounce back in terms of that. Yeah, he's going to want to start performing at that $9 million pace, which means you're going to want to start putting up goals because that's uh, goals is what pays the bills. That's where you got the money because he put up like 20, I think he put over 20 goals that season. So uh, yeah. I'm going to pick Darnell Nurse. I'm rooting for him because I really fucking like Darnell Nurse. Florida Panthers. uh, This is tough because they had a lot of good guys. So I'm going to go with the hockey guy selection. A new guy that they picked up. And a guy that I think was a really solid pickup for them. Colin White. Uh, he has also dealt with a lot of injury problems. Uh, he, he was playing really well there in Ottawa. He got himself a pretty decent little contract. Looked like he was going to be a solid producer for them. Maybe a 25-30 goal scorer. Then he just kind of dropped off. Ottawa said sayonara to him. And now he is with the Florida Panthers. And I think he could very well fit in quite nicely with them. They're, I, I think they're going to tone back the offense a little bit. But even if they tone it back a little bit, their offense is still fucking insane. Uh, so this guy could slot in and and get back into that form, maybe put up 40, maybe even 50 points this season. We'll just have to wait and see for Colin White. I'm very interested in that player. I'll be keeping an eye on him. Also be keeping an eye on him on fantasy. He could be a very good late sleeper pickup. Next we got the LA Knight, LA Kings, I almost called the LA Knights. Uh, LA Kings. I'm going to go with another goaltender, Cal Peterson. So uh, I think LA got pretty lucky last year because um Quick kind of picked up the duties there for uh, Peterson he was expected last year to be the starting goaltender to be really good and uh, yeah it wasn't so hot for him and thankfully Jonathan Quick kind of had a bounce back of a season himself. And uh, he, had a, he had a good enough regular season that got them into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, they're definitely going to be looking for Cal Peterson to get back into that form that he was a couple seasons ago and uh, live up to that money that he's making. Because I think he's, like, just shy of $5 million, but he's around $5 million. So I'd say last season he did not perform up to that contract, so he's looking to bounce back. Minnesota Wild. I really like this player. Uh, Jordan Greenway. Uh, a couple seasons ago, he had a really nice season there. Like He was a third liner. He was putting up like pretty consistently uh, points, uh, goals. He hits. He's a big player. He can do a little bit of everything. I really like him. And then this season, I was expecting even more out of him. And he kind of went backwards. Didn't really produce uh, any... He, like I said, he went backwards, didn't produce the way that he did the season prior to that. And, uh, I think he can do it, man. I think he can get back to that form, get back into that, maybe a 20 goal scorer for the Minnesota wild, especially the fact that they lost Fiala. Maybe he gets more top, maybe a top six, uh, role this year in Minnesota. Someone's got to fill that spot up. So maybe it's Jordan Greenway. I'm rooting for him. Montreal Canadians. There's a ton of dudes to pick from. Take your, take your pick ton of dudes that had shitty seasons. Um, I will go with. He picked Sean Monahan, but I'm going to go with Kirby Doc because I, I believe in Kirby Doc has a higher ceiling and more potential. Obviously, he's younger and i like kirby doc man uh, he had a good little uh, start there with chicago then he kind of went backwards as well he, he started getting some injury problems but um i think with a new change of scenery montreal canadians team you know another very prestigious franchise he's a he's a fun guy you know he was on spit and chicklets a while back he was really good funny kid uh good attitude so i really like him i think he could fit in really nicely in montreal and uh, he could get a shot at a top top uh, top six role in sh- in uh, Montreal. So I, I really like uh, the the potential for Kirby Doc to bounce back this season. But Sean Monahan could also as also another good selection. He could as well. But I think Doc has a has a better shot at bouncing back. In my opinion. Uh, New Jer- no Nashville Predators. We got Eli Tolvanen. So this kid, Jesus Christ, when is this guy gonna like? I've been expecting this guy to pop off for so long. And like the NHL video games, he's always listed as elite and he gets good in the video games all the time. But like, I don't know what Nashville, dude, it's taking forever for this guy to get going. He gets little flashes like, oh, 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 is this guy going to become a goal scorer? I always expected him to be like a 30 goal scorer, but I don't know, it hasn't really happened there, but um, he's still young enough. He could pop off. Is this the season? I'm picking him as a bounce back uh, for the Nashville Predators. New Jersey Devils. I'm picking Miles Wood. He had a lot of injury problems last year as well, I do believe. I really like Miles Wood. I think he's a little bit underrated. He get he does a lot of everything. He hits, he gets lots of shots. He puts up points when usually when he's not hurt and stuff, but uh, last season was a really bad one all around for New Jersey. But if this guy can get back to the form that he was a couple seasons ago, I think, uh, yeah, he's primed, due for, primed for a bounce back. New York Islanders Oliver Wallstrom yes Uh, this kid man uh, he's got a lot of skill he's got a lot of talent Um, now that the Islanders have a new new coaching uh, they're going to be more focused on getting some offense going so maybe this kid can finally pop off and become that 20 30 maybe even a 40 goal scorer one day he has those kind of skills uh, he just didn't have the he just didn't have the puck luck maybe last year. I think he only scored fourteen goals, but I can see this guy easily getting like twenty-five goals this season, especially with the new change in the island. I think it's gonna be really exciting for some of the players, especially Barzal, uh, that have just been, you know, been reared back a little bit with the offense and, and he's gonna be, I think, allowed to gallop a little bit this season. So looking for Oliver Wallstrom to have a nice season. New York Rangers, Sammy Blay. Uh, I think he had a lot of injuries as well last season. He was the guy that got traded for Boot Bush Buchnevich or whatever in St. Louis. That is not looking very good right now. Buchnevich is a very, very good player, but um correct me if I'm wrong. That I think it was Sammy Blay is the guy that they picked up for that in in that deal. But um he's a gritty fucking player, man. He can put up points, it's just that uh, he, he gets a little lost in the shuffle because there's a lot of players. He may very well be in the fourth line this year on, uh, New York, depending on how good the kids are for them this season. But, um, looking for him to have a bounce back season, he's a pretty solid player and New York would really like for him to, uh, live up to the money that they're paying for him. Uh, Ottawa Sen- senators. Okay. I, I don't actually know who the guy is that he picked. So I will go with who is on their team right now. Let's see, mm, Debrincat. They got Kachuk. I don't know, man. There's some guys that had some good, good, uh, good um, seasons last year. Batherson was pretty all right. Uh, bounce back. We can't really say Giroux because he was pretty good. Um, I don't know, man. He's saying fucking. I don't know. Maybe I'll just say fucking Zaitsev or something. Or. Um, do you guys have Cody CC? Is that is that a thing? No, no. Edmonton has Cody CC. You had no. We took Cody CC from you. Yeah, you did have Cody CC. Okay. Well, I can't think of a guy, so I'm just gonna pick the guy that he picked. Jake Jake Howarlyuk. I don't really know who he is. I'm sorry, Ottawa. I, I I I blanked. I don't really know who to pick for you guys. I'm trying to think up through your roster. There's a lot of overturn this year. I don't know, man. Um, you traded like the guy I would have picked was the goaltender that you traded away. Um, that's who I would have picked, but um, yeah. Sorry, Ottawa Senators fans, but I'll pick the Jake Howard. Look, yeah, make sure you go check out Hockey Guys video. He'll tell you more about him. Um, oh man, the Philadelphia Flyers take your pick. Uh, you can't pick Ellis because he's he's hurt and he hasn't had that season really in in uh, the Flyers. So I think the easy pick would be, and and people would, I think you'd be wrong to say Kata Hart because I think Carter Hart was like the best player that they had on in the Flyers last season. Honestly, he was pretty damn good. Um, so I'm going to go with the easy pick and say Risto, Ristalainen. Uh, I don't know how much this guy can actually bounce back because he's not really ever all that good. But... Um, Philadelphia Flyer management seem to think he's good. They locked him up for a long deal and they paid a fuckload to get him. So I think the Flyers are hoping for a bounce back. That's for sure. Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, let's go with uh, Jason Zucker. I'll, I'll agree with that. Jason Zucker, you know, he's uh, he was a pretty big pickup for them. Uh, he was a solid player for Minnesota for quite some time. And, uh, yeah, man, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are expecting a little bit more offense out of him, especially for the price that they paid to, to get him. I think they gave up, like, a first—I don't know. They gave up enough, um, and they just haven't really gotten that production out of him. He's a good player, man. I think he's a really good player. I believe he'll be playing third line for duties for them, but more than likely Crosby and or Malkin are going to get hurt at some point. So they're going to be looking for uh, him to be able to step into that top six role when needed. Okay, what team's next? San Jose, oh man, Kevin Lebank. I like this player, dude. I like this player. I feel kind of bad for him. I had him in fantasy the year that he popped off, had a really nice season, like 60 points. And then he he accepted a show me like a like I'll show you deal. Like he signed a one million dollar one year deal, and then he didn't have a really good season, man. Like he kind of had a wet fart of a season, and now he's not going to get paid the way that I, I think he should have gotten paid. So that sucks. I think he's a really good player, man, and I'm hoping for a bounce back out of him just because I, I like I like Kevin LeBanc. and uh, so I oh don't know. Someone's got to get points over there in San Jose this year, so why not Kevin LeBlanc? Uh, Seattle Kraken, Jonas Donskoy, or... Uh, I mean, Jonas Donskoy, he had a really rough season, but I think that better pick for me, personally, is going to be Pooh Bauer or Grubauer, because damn, they need this dude to bounce back in a fucking huge way. Uh, this guy, I think, might have like put a little stick in the wheel of their plans. like I feel like it was a little... Like, I don't think he was part of the plan at all to get. He was just available at free agency. They had the money to throw at him. They did. He accepted. And, man, he had a fucking horrible season. Horrible. He was dreadful. I think he played five good games five good games and the rest was fucking trash he was so bad so this guy for the sake of his career and dignity needs a bounce back and i i will i cannot ever pick this guy in fantasy ever again he is dead to me but uh i will pick him for a bounce back because you know I feel bad for the guy. I feel more bad for the Seattle Kraken fans because, uh, you know, I think they thought that their goaltending tandem was going to be the least of their problems, and it actually ended up being like the biggest problem that they had last season. St. Louis Blues, this is a little tough because they, uh, they didn't, they had a lot of guys that were pretty good last season, honestly. So uh, I'll go with one of their new guys, Thomas Grice. Uh, he did not have a good year last year, so he's looking to bounce back. He's going to be playing backup duties for the um, for the Blues, and he's going to be filling in some pretty big shoes because uh, he's filling in for Billy Huso, who had an excellent season for St. Louis last year. And uh, he's off to Detroit now, so Grace coming in. Uh, he played in Detroit last season, was dreadful, but uh, De- Detroit was just dreadful last season in general. Uh, so... Grice coming over, he's coming to a much stronger defensive team. Husso going to a much less good defensive team. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe their stats flip and Grice becomes a stud and Husso becomes a disaster for Detroit. So who knows? So Grice is definitely going to be looking to up those numbers up that he had last season for Detroit. That's for sure. Next up, you got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I mean, damn, dude, they had such a good season last year. Uh, hard to pick a guy that that really needs a bounce back. Maybe Kalorn uh, uh, because he was pretty quiet last season. He's uh, usually known to be uh, really important. I know he like he. It's not that his production is necessarily the most important thing that he provides to the team. He's big. He's strong. He kills penalties. He blocks shots and all that good shit. But, you know, he didn't put up a lot of points or barely any at all in the playoffs. So I'll pick Alex Kalorn for a a bounce back, even though, like, he didn't have a bad season. But maybe in, in his own standards, it was a bad season for him. So I'd be looking for him to have a bounce back. I like to pick him in fantasy as well. He's a guy that you can usually pick up pretty late because a lot of people forget that he's on Tampa because he kind of slips through the cracks there because they have so many great players over there. But Kaloran is a fantastic player. Uh, He's very, very important for Tampa Bay, and I'll pick him for a bounce back. Next up, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, who do we pick for a bounce back? I mean... Justin Hall is desperate for a bounce back. I mean, God, if he doesn't bounce back soon, he's going to get fucking traded or just released or bought out or whatever. So Justin Hall is one. But uh, another one is uh, the goaltending tandem. I'll go with the goaltending tandem. Uh, Both of them need to have bounce backs. Uh, Matt Murray, you know, he had a rough year mostly because of injuries. Kind of got outplayed, lost his job to some other goaltenders there in Ottawa. Uh, looked really bad on paper what what he he got traded for and the amount of money he's getting paid but he did actually have an okay start to the season there for Ottawa so again if he can stay healthy I think Matt Murray is going to be good and I want him to have a bounce back for sure like a major bounce back like give me playoff Matt Murray when he won Stanley Cups Matt Murray that'd be great and also Ilya Samsonov is also looking for a bounce back as well because uh, yeah he did not have a good season there in Washington like yeah, not, there's so much so that they didn't re-sign him at all. He's still young enough. I think he could still be a, an NHL goaltender for sure. And, you know, maybe the fact that Dubas showed faith in this kid and we're going to give him a shot, maybe that, that lights a little fire underneath him. So Samsonov also looking for a bounce back this season. So, yeah, there's three for the Toronto Maple Leafs that I think uh, are due for or hoping for play bounce back seasons. That's for Shizzle. Okay, what do we got? Who's next? Uh, Vancouver Canucks. Okay, I was I was thinking Brock Besser. I think I'll, I'll go with Brock Besser. Um, even though I know the hockey guy picked um, Jason Dickinson, who uh, could use a bounce back because he was. I thought he was such a perfect signing for that role, that third line center. I, I just love him in that role. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out very good for him last season. But I'll pick a Bo or. Brock Besser just because I expect more out of him and I think he expects more of him and I just want him to be a 35 40 goal scorer because I think he's a fucking stud he's got great hair he he has a sweet fucking shot he's very entertaining to watch I just want him to be that consistent uh goal scorer in the NHL you know one of the better ones he has one of the better shots in the league uh it's just that you know maybe this year if um under Bruce Boudreaux, they have the full season. He can get back to that 30 goals as long as he can stay healthy, man. I think I think it'll be all good for him. Okay, Vegas Golden Knights, I'm going to pick Jack Eichel. I'll go with him because um yeah, he is uh, very much so would like to have a bounce back, get back to that Jack Eichel form, former f- second overall pick. He was a stud there. Well, uh, he was very very good in uh, Buffalo. You know, lo- had flashes of pure dominance. You know, he can run a line all by himself and make other players around him better. His Vegas run there last season was a little bit underwhelming, but it's hard to judge him on that because he had a surgery that's never been done before in the NHL. So, he's going to need he's going to need some adjustment time and you know, he can he also came into the season mid-season. Uh, not primed up, didn't really have the uh, preseason like all the other guys, so I wasn't really expecting him to light the world up. If he did, I would have been pleasantly surprised. But um, now the expectations for sure are on for Eichel. They're they're gonna need him to be back to point a game uh, level Eichel, back to dominating Le- uh, Eichel, and I think it's a good chance that he can get back to that without question. I like Jack Eichel. I hope he doesn't become you know that that you know people are starting to say, oh look. Now that Buffalo is without Eichel, they're doing better. Is maybe is Jack Eichel the problem? <laughs> it's like, oh I hope not. I hope Jack Eichel's not the problem. Washington Capitals, well a lot of their candidates got traded away, so their goaltending is gone, so uh hockey guy picked tj oshi i didn't realize that he didn't have that good of a season but i'll I'll, i can agree with that you know not maybe up to tj oshi levels he's a very um intense competitor he's a very good player i really really like tj oshi and uh they're gonna need that out of him this year because they're down backstrom and uh yeah they've added in some new players connor brown i think is such a sick little pickup for you guys you're gonna love him connor brown's so fucking good he can do a little bit of everything man so um Yeah, I'm going to go with TJ Oshie. You know, it's not that he had a really bad season. I just think he can do more. Then finally, we're here. We're at the bottom. Fucking Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to go with the easy one. I'm going to go with Blake Wheeler. If he still ends up being a Winnipeg Jet this season, he is desperately needing a bounce-back season. He is the captain of the team. He had a rough season last year, man. You know, not up to Blake Wheeler levels. He's uh, he's getting older, so maybe the offense is starting to drop off for this guy. But who knows? Uh, last year was pretty rough for the Winnipeg Jets. It was a real, just dark, depressing, just not a good time season. And uh, I, I just I'm I'm honestly a little confused. I think they're a good team. I was surprised that they did that badly last year. I, I was expecting them to make playoffs easily, but they didn't. Uh, you know they have Hellebuck, one of the best goalies in the in the league. Uh, they got some of the best goal scorers on the league, some of the most talented guys: Shifley, Wheeler, Shif. I just uh, Connor, Ehlers, Lots of good guys there, but, um, yeah, Wheeler is going to need to get back to that old Wheeler pace. No, I don't think he's going to be back up in the, the 90 points, but if he can get back to 70, maybe even point a game, that would be really good for the Winnipeg Jets and they're going to need it to make the playoffs, man. So there you go, folks. We got through all 32 teams. There's 32 bounce back candidates for you. I hope you enjoyed that. And, um, what do you guys think? Do you have any candidates that maybe I missed from other teams? Um... Those are just the ones that, the, a lot of them were the ones that the hockey guy had listed. And I believe his, uh, most of them I agreed with, I was like, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great pick. A lot of them were the ones that I would have picked a couple of them. Yeah, for sure. I, I had no idea like which guys I would have picked, especially Ottawa. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought Ottawa had a good season, man. So I don't know who to pick. I thought they had pretty good seasons. Like I said, maybe Zaitsev because I, I don't know. He's just not that great. I, <laughs> I don't know. He like if he can get back to that level, that one season that he had with the Leafs, where he got like forty some odd points, that'd be nice. But yeah, that's all the teams, and that is the show for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hockey season is getting close, man. We're in fucking September. Uh, only about uh, five weeks away until the the official hockey season starts. I'm not big on preseason. I, I like I like I don't watch it. Because, you know, the level of hockey isn't generally all that good. I just like to look at the cliff notes and highlights and look at the scores and stuff and see which young guys, which young prospects are are doing well and which ones might make the team. Uh, With the Leafs, like last year, there was a lot of question marks with the Leafs, so I was kind of more interested in them. But this year, it looks pretty set. You know, the bottom six might have a couple question marks, but I'm not too worried about it. Defense looks like it's pretty solidified. We know what the goaltending is. So, yeah, not too worried. The only big one is, is like, I, I, is Robertson going to make the team this year? I would love that. So much if he would make the team, but I don't know, dude. I've, I've read a couple of things about Robertson, and, like, Uh, I don't know. He's got a really good shot, but some of the other aspects of his game are pretty weak, so I don't know, man. With all the injuries, I don't know how good his chances are of, of making that top six role in the NHL, but... We'll just have to wait and see, y'all. So I hope you enjoyed the uh the 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 podcast. Go down to the description. You can check out my YouTube channel. I'm doing Disco Elysium over there, doing a video every single day. So make sure you go check that out. And follow me along on Twitter where I announce uh some some things that are going on with the podcast there. You can get some information faster on Twitter than you will through the podcast. So there's that, and I also throw up little, little videos of my kitties, and I'll throw up videos of, of Disco Elysium stuff, just that isn't going on YouTube, so there's a little extra bonus content over there, and so on, and if that's probably the best way if you wanna to talk to me or interact with the podcast just go over there drop a comment on one of the posts and we can chat that'd be all fun i'd really enjoy that so thank you everybody for listening to the podcast uh make sure you you like the podcast and stuff and tell your friends because it'd be really fun if we can grow this thing you know i'm 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 just enjoying what it is right now i'm having a ton of fun doing this so i hope you guys are enjoying it too and i'll see you real soon and don't worry next week podcast. will be back on Wednesday. Don't worry, y'all. We'll, we'll try and keep a schedule going. I know how uh, people are a creature of habits and you yeah, don't like things changing, so I'll try and keep it the same, but uh, you get an extra podcast this week, so there you go. Yum, yum.